Several years ago, when I was doing consulting, I got a project that was quite far away from where I lived, and I had to commute every day. I had recently been in a car accident, which had left me shaken up, and so I wasn't quite ready to get behind the wheel yet. This put me in a difficult spot because saying no to the project was not an option. So I started looking for other opportunities, mainly because I wanted to run away from this situation. But I felt like this desperation to run away came through in my interviews because when I got the offers, they were much lower than what I deserved. Then my situation changed. I found a train that I could take to my client site. It was a long commute, but I did not mind it. I would read a book and really enjoy the quiet time on the train. Suddenly, I wasn't looking to run away from the situation. And this really changed my interviewing experience. I was a lot more confident. I was pickier about the opportunities I would interview for. And I had a lot more leverage. All of this because instead of running away from something, I was looking for something to run towards. That is the theme of today's episode. My guest, Ronki Magica Dumi, shares her story of making a career decision where she was running away from something and the lessons she learned from this experience. Hi there. You are listening to Unseen Battles, a podcast that brings you behind-the-scenes stories from women leaders. This is your reminder that as you work through your career struggles, you are not alone. I'm your host, Parul Goyal. Every two weeks, I'll bring you raw, honest conversations with a successful leader about a challenge they faced and how it changed them. So, let's get to it. Ronki Majikadumi is a Nigerian-American who arrived in the U.S. at the age of 11. Even as a child, Ronki was someone who wanted to excel at whatever she decided to do. One of her earliest mentors was her grandmother. Her grandmother instilled in her the importance of perseverance, hard work, gratitude, humility, and finding opportunities beyond the sight of others. Ronki is currently a senior product manager at PayPal and an ex-co-worker of mine. Ronki, thank you so much for being on my podcast. You and I are going to talk about making key career decisions. In your case, you made one and it turned out to be not the right one. So can you tell us what happened? Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Parul. So a couple of years ago, uh, I had moved into a leadership role where I was leading uh, five, I had five direct reports. I, my team was great. My direct reports were awesome. My bosses were great. But I had a company come to me um, with an opportunity, a smaller company, and they needed me to help them build a web-based application. My instinct was to turn it down because I had I was already I was happy, I had a great career trajectory, so I turned it down. They came back again and offered me more money, and I was enthralled. So nice. I said yes. I said sure, let's go, and I left a leadership role that I had had for nine months, five direct reports, and went to this new company. I just went. I flew. I didn't dig deep. I didn't do research. I didn't talk to anybody in this company to see, you know, what the culture was like per se. So I get there. 
Rocky, you were already doing really well in your new role, right? Absolutely. But yeah. it was more money. What else? Was it the title that attracted you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I wanted to be a director of product. Okay. You know, I wanted to be a rock star PM, you know, and I wanted to do it quickly in my career. So that was one of the attractions as well. Um, and, you know, so I get there <laughs> and um, right off the bat, things don't go very well. Uh, I find myself constantly butting heads uh, with <clears throat> with some of the leaders, especially with market research, because they had a certain ideology. Requirements were written on whiteboards. They had a certain ideology about how they wanted to build their web-based application. And I was coming from a much traditional sense of let's do market research. Let's, you know, talk to some customers to figure out how they want to use this. So there was already that going on on the background. But fast forward a year and the bonuses were handed out. And my bonus was not even a third of what I should have received. So wow. I asked for a meeting uh, with mm-hmm. my with the CEO of the organization, uh, who's my boss because it was a small organization. And we met in a conference room that evening. And and I went to go address my bonus structure and how, and I brought my employee contract with me and how it doesn't add up. And he says to me, you come in here looking like an executive every day. We don't need you to be dressed up when you come into work. Now, mind you, I'm not coming in an evening gown or a tuxedo. I'm coming in in business casual. Jake, yeah, you're just dressing nice. Yeah. As a, exactly. You see me. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You see me on campus. And I was taken aback. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, you make everybody else here feel bad about themselves with the way you dress. He goes, you need to buy your clothes from Macy's. Uh, oh, he's, okay. he's like, you should not be. Yeah. And rather than talk about my bonus and re- he's like, and talk about why it's so low, that's the approach. That was what he. The justification? Yeah. That, he, <laughs> that you got? Yes, that was the only justification I received. And I should have been stronger back then. I should have stuck to my guns, but I was so taken aback. I'd never been treated that way before in such a, in, in, in the business world that I left the conference room that evening. So, Ronki, until then, did you have any inkling that the way you were dressing was an issue at the workplace? Like, has this come up before? No. Um, no, that's a funny thing. Um, it's really bizarre. And, like, the most I get is, oh, I like your skirt. Um, like, the first day I the first day I worked there, I remember someone coming up to me and telling me, oh, we don't dress up here. You don't have to dress up. And I remember thinking... That's part of my armor when I wake up is what am I going to wear? What I, what am I, you know, it, it helps to feed my soul uh, as a PM, you know, what I'm, you know, it's like, a, it's like a, it's like an armor, right? I'm going to come in. I'm going to look a certain way. <laughs> this is how I'm going to do my job. So I had that. And I remember thinking, okay, thank you for the feedback, but I'm going to continue to be me. It sounded like, you know, it that they were just trying to tell you that you don't have to dress up, but there wasn't like you shouldn't dress up the way you do. It's an option. Right? Exactly. And you chose to say, well, I like to be dressed up, so I am going to continue doing that. Exactly. And we're talking business casual, by the way. Not yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we're talking a t-shirt and a skirt. Anyway. Um, so anyway, so that evening I drove to the um i drove about a mile and i parked at the burger king i remember this video it was dark at night and i just cried and cried and cried and i called my mentor i had two female mentors at that point and i called the both of them and and they were like okay no problem i mean they try to help me as much as possible and i remember my best friend 
um, his name is Drew. I've known him for 20, you know, for years. And um, he said to me, he tried to help me. He's like, okay, this is, this is just a, another, he's like, this is another story. You'll be able to talk to someone about one day, Ronky. He goes, this is not the end. And I went home. The next day I woke up and my best friend Drew called me at 7 a.m. in the morning. And he says to me, he goes, Ronky, he goes, dress up. Dress up even better than you did yesterday. And whatever happens, happens. So okay. I went to work and dressed even better than I did the day before. So, Ronky, and, it, it, sorry, if I can interrupt you. Sure, before sure. your friend called you, mm-hmm. what, did, like, did you have something in mind? Were you planning to go back to work that day? Were you going to change anything? Yes. I was thinking I'm not going to work that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> I just, I was thinking How do you about, go back? How do you go back? I just something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I was thinking about when I woke up that morning, I will never forget that feeling that I had. And I just did not want to go into work that day. I didn't know what to wear. I remember standing in front of my closet thinking, what do I, what do I do now? Do I go in in sweats? Do I <laughs> flip flops? Like, yeah. Um, no, but yeah, he called me and said, dress up. He goes, whatever happens, happens. Um, so I took his advice and I put on my best J. Crew business casual outfit and I went to work. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I um, like the level of detail you remember. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, J. Crew all the way. <laughs> so I remember I walked in. Nothing changed. He, I remember seeing him and he looked me up and down because I dared him, right? I came into mm-hmm. work, even dressed up. By noon, he pulled me into a conference room. And I will never forget, he said, we talked yesterday. He goes, you are not a good fit here. Okay. He's like, and I still don't believe you're a good fit here. And again, I should have said, this is regarding my bonus. I should have stuck to my guns, but um, I was afraid, right? Okay. And I was waiting for this man to fire me. Until today, I still don't know why he didn't fire me. Um, I went back to my desk and continued to do my work. Um, for me, I had two options at that point. Um, one is stay and prove him wrong and do my job. Or two is to run and find something as quickly as I can. Actually, three options. The third is to quit. And that wasn't even an option for me. So, um, so I didn't quit. And I, mm-hmm. I stayed and I continue to do my job and come to work dressed up every day. I tell the story because I think it's important. What I, what I realized a couple of months later is that I ran to that job. I ran from a job. I ran yeah. from an opportunity I had to that one because it was, you know, my money. It was a title change and I was ready for it. I thought I was ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. And so I ran from. And I, and I wanted to make sure I ran to something when I left yeah. that company eventually. And I did, I found something I was able to run to, which also ended up changing the course of my life yeah. um, to where I am today. So Rocky, how long did you stay after this incident? I can imagine it sure. being a, a very difficult experience having to go back to that place and being yourself, because what I feel like, you know, with that comments about how you dress, that person was really attacking who you are. Right, your values. Absolutely, Um, I was there for a year and a half. I see. Yeah. After the incident, yeah, I was there for a year and a half because um, I also I came because I wanted to run to something. I wanted to make sure the opportunity I ran to was going to be a better opportunity for me in the long run, and it was. That opportunity that I ended up um, uh, that I ended up going to, I ended up moving to another state. And when wow. I moved to another state, that's when I met my fiance. 
Wow, look at that. So it really triggered events that worked out for you. Exactly. It triggered till today. I I'm happy I went through that. I'm grateful for it because it led me to move into another state for another opportunity, which then led me to my fiance, to meeting him, which then led me to where I am right now in San Jose working for PayPal. So when you the year and a half that you stayed what was that experience like for you going back to work like how did you feel then i felt devalued i felt like i didn't have a voice i felt okay. like i had to be careful what i said i could never talk to them anymore about my bonus structure or my salary or even ask for a pay raise because I was now the outsider because I had been told I didn't fit in. I'm not a good fit for their organization. Um, so, um, yeah, that's what the year and a half for me was like. I came to work, did my job, and went home. So every day. Yeah, I, can, I just imagine being a very difficult experience. And during this time, you had already started looking after that incident. I started looking. Yes, I started looking. I considered what my options are. Um, none. I the option to sue was not even um, was not a, a starter for me because w- there was no benefit, right? Yeah. Um, the option to quit was non was a non starter. I, I he they win if I quit. <laughs> so um, I stuck around and I did my job. I made sure that the product I was building I was, went out in pilot. And then the right opportunity just kind of came around when that happened. And I and then I moved. But yes, for a year and a half, I dedicated myself to building that product and made sure I went live. Wow. Your career and your life trajectory kind of changed, right? You moved into a new state for a job yep. that you really like. You met your fiance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nice. And uh, everything just sort of happened. Um, so when that time came, I, I, I was so, it, it just, everything just worked out. Um, this product was ready to go. It was in pilot. It was me pilot different states and the, and the company I'd worked for, um, got bought by another company and the right opportunity just opened up and I ended up moving. Wow. When you got this new opportunity or when this new opportunity came along, what did you do differently in evaluating it to make sure this was something you wanted to run towards? Oh, that's a great question. So before I moved, before I even um, did anything else, I was interested in moving. I had the opportunity to come visit and work from that office several times. Um, And I got to understand their culture. They were very cosmopolitan, just like I was. People came to work business casual in their J. Cruz and Banana Republic. <laughs> so, nice. so that was, that was an important criteria for important, you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> didn't, you know, so that was awesome. <laughs> um, but I had a, I had a, several opportunities to work from the office. I had several opportunities to talk to people in the office. And it was just, it, it matched me even yeah. much, much more. Um, so it was an easy, it was an easy move for me to go, okay, this is where I want to be. This works. I don't have to, I, I have a voice. I can be, I can use my voice. I can be heard and I can make a difference. So. You know, Ronki, I, I feel like title, money, they're both important and they're good mm-hmm. criteria for, for making a, a job decision. But what you said, right, culture, whether you belong, whether you fit in, mm-hmm. is just so much more important. Otherwise you're going to be miserable there oh absolutely and I was um because I and that's the other thing too was I was the only woman of color wow okay in the whole entire company so it's not like I had 
you know, yeah. I didn't look around and see myself, right? Yeah, that's um, true. And yeah, so it, it was just a, it was a year and a half that was, um, there were some very important lessons learned, um, but I'm glad I went through them because I wouldn't be where I am today without them. You know, I, for the longest time in my career, you know, the jobs I had, there weren't a lot of people who looked like me, especially women. And when I worked at PayPal, that's one of the things I loved. There were so many women in leadership positions who looked like I do. And that just, you know, I, I didn't even realize how important it is to have role models that actually inspire you, that feel like, oh, you can also do it. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to make you laugh. So when um, I, PayPal found me a women in product conference, uh, I, had, I was going to the conference and then I got a call from HR to come to the cocktail party. Uh, the, you know, the day before the event. And I said, sure, why not? I'll go. And then I got another call that said, hey, listen, we reviewed your resume. We'd like to interview you. I'm like, sure, why not? So Lisa O'Malley ended up interviewing me, which was so awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. you know her. And um, she's a big, big, big proponent of women in product. Mm-hmm. And so she interviewed me, gave me a letter of interest. And I stayed for the cocktail party. And at that point, um, all the leadership folks were there. And they talked about uh-huh. their journey, um, the journey that led them to PayPal and how long they'd been there. And I came away from that experience going, I can, I can I, okay, all right, this might work. But then when I came to the campus for the interview uh, about two weeks later for, after that conference, I came in super early. Right. And mm-hmm. I sat in the front um, of building one, you know, and I kept watching the bus stop and people just kept coming in and coming in and coming in. And I just got excited and more excited and more excited because you know why the people coming in look like me. Uh-huh. They, they were brown, they were brown, yeah. they were mixed and they look like me. And I just kept going, Oh, I can be here. Oh, this is great. This is great. <laughs> Like, this is awesome. And so that changed the trajectory of my interview, you know, for the rest of the day, because now I saw myself, even my colleagues who interviewed me, they were all different folks and they were all diverse. And I just thought, wow, I can't wait to be here. So it sounds like this this time around, you dug a lot deeper to, to make sure you were moving in the right, you know, to the right opportunity. You were moving towards something that was, that was for you. Exactly. And so even not just with my career growth, even my personal life, I'm always asking, why am I making this decision? Am I running from something? And if so, if I feel like I'm running from something, and I talk through this a lot with my best friend, uh, Drew, um, it, when I feel like I'm running from something, I really sit with him. I talk to him about it. Like, and he'll sometimes he'll just say to me, he'll go, you know, Ronky, you sound like you're running from this, not running yeah. to something else. And then I kind of take a step back because I think it's human nature that when we are uncomfortable, we want to run from something. What I find is that when I run from something, it doesn't turn out well. There's all, you know, but what I run to is just a win-win. Everything just sort of falls in place and it's just so easy. Um, so that's the other thing is I, I really evaluate my decision, my career decisions. Why am I running to this? Am I running from something else? And if so, then I go, okay, there's a lesson to be learned here. So let's stay and figure out what that lesson is. So, Ronki, I think you covered a lot of it, but I do want to ask you if there's something else you want to add. Uh, a lot of people have these decisions in front of them, like key career decisions, uh, what advice would you have for them given your own experience? I would say do a lot of research. 
um, really do a lot of research on whatever that organization is or company that you're moving to. Uh, talk to people who work there. Um, spend a little bit of time just trying to understand the culture. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself there? Are there people who look like you there? Mm-hmm. Um, those are the really important questions. But the most important question, are you running to an opportunity? Or are you running from something? Mm-hmm. And then analyze why you're running from, right? And and only you can make that decision as to whether or not, you know, I'm not saying that you stick around in a situation that's bad, but really analyze, well, am I running from this because I'm just uncomfortable and I, and I don't want to take the time to learn how to do discovery or I don't want to take the time to do these things? Uh, or am I running because, or am I running to a better opportunity? You know, and um, so that that would be what I would the takeaway I would provide. Thank you, Ronki. Thank you for sharing your unseen battle with us. If our audiences want to reach you, like what? How can they contact you? How can they find you? Oh, LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn. Okay, I'll make sure I include your profile in the episode notes. Uh, I also want to mention that. Uh, Ronki has a great blog about diversity that I will include in the episode notes. She also has an upcoming talk about guiding principles to become an excellent PM uh, through product school. So again, I'll include the the link to the the tickets of how you can access the talk in the episode notes. And I hope you will check it out. Uh, Ronki, thank you again so much for your time and for sharing your story with us. Oh, thank you for having me, Parole. This has been so much fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, help me spread the word by sharing the episode with a friend you think would like it.